Welcome to Referrals and Rants, your podcast about business development and sales, because it's not just about having a pretty business, but actually a business that brings in cha-ching, cha-ching sales. I am your host, Antoinette Miner, and I thank you for joining me today. If you find that this podcast is of value, please share with a friend or two who have a business or are looking to get into business, and let's jump right in to this podcast. Guess what, y'all? It's my one year quit my corporate job anniversary. Give it up one time. Well, it's not my birthday. It's not even technically my business birthday. Either way, I'm celebrating. Today is a joyous occasion. <laughs> joyous occasion. It is June 1st, 2019. And exactly one year ago today, it was my last day at my last corporate job. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. 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 (laughs) So in this episode, I am going to give you just an overview of the last year, what's worked, what didn't work, what I wish could I could have done differently, what I accomplished, what I recommend, um, overview of how I got here because I think I explained it but I really didn't go into too many details so I'm going to do that today um disclaimer your girl Macy is here she's sleeping um and I have a bit of a raspy voice because I actually just got over like the worst allergy I don't want to say it's a cold but I guess the allergy uh attack and um officially out of the woods but now I'm at the tail end of it where I just don't have my regular voice back just yet so we're a little bit raspy but I knew if I had held on any longer to do this episode I wouldn't have gotten it done by June 1st so please don't 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 highlight me too much for having a raspy voice in this episode anyway Let's jump right into it um, because this past year has been pretty crazy. It's definitely much different than I expected it to be. And let me just start there. So when I quit, I thought I was going to be out of work for like a summer and I would probably go back to work, but I figured this was the summer to try you know, see what happened. If I go back to work, I go back to work. If anything, I get more time on my back on my hands. And I thought I was going to lose 20 pounds because I'd have more time to do what I wanted to do at the gym and live my best life for the whole summer, which partly was true. I didn't lose my 20 pounds, but I did have a really good summer. Um, three months passed, then six months passed, Then nine months passed, and here we are at 12 months. And I can't say that at times I did not feel like I want to go back to work. Um, And not for income purposes, because, you know, income is always rocky when you're an entrepreneur, regardless, like, and we'll get into that in a second. But I 
struggled with inconsistency and I struggled with um, being in the house alone doing work sometimes and not interacting with others. Um, I missed a consistent paycheck. Um, I missed healthcare coverage. I missed a lot of things about working. And so for anyone who says like, you need to be your own boss and da, 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 and this is smart. No, the people who are working a nine to five are pretty smart people. They have something consistent going on. They have a paycheck they can rely on. And it's a, it's a peace of mind that you don't get to have when you're an entrepreneur. So with all that said, a lot of what I'm going to talk about today um, is, I would say, like the realities. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything. Um, This is for the person that is thinking about it and wants to know what you really can expect. And I think now more than anything, I realize when I was looking for stories that other entrepreneurs were telling about their journeys, that whenever they responded with like simple answers like it'll be okay or you can do it or I made it now I fully understand because asking somebody what it took asking somebody how they got there asking somebody how things are going when you're in this space it's a really loaded question (laughs) it's a it's a really loaded answer so the best way to respond some days is just you know you're gonna get through it I did a lot I got here it's all good (laughs) um but I'm gonna talk about my realities. So let's start from the top. Why did I quit? Well, I told you I wanted to just have a summer off and um, I was making half of my income in side hustle money. And so I said, well, with the right business development tools and resources, I should be able to pitch new clients and bring them on board and then make up for the other half of the income that I would need in order to sustain myself. And Um, but before all of that had happened, what really pushed me was the company I was working for went through a layoff and originally I had wanted to quit the October before like 2017, but fear, not knowing if I could do it. Um, I had, no, no, that wasn't the year that I moved. Um, but I had only been in my new place for a year. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make the rent obviously student loans, all that stuff, like just super duper fear. I didn't do it. I thought I might do it in December. Didn't happen then either. Couldn't take the leap. But March, 2019, they had this massive layoff and I was not laid off. So I'm not sure typical, I got laid off from my job and then I just kept doing my own thing story. That's not what happened. Um, For me, it was the morale was terrible after this and if you've ever been saved from a layoff then you understand that all those people that no longer have a job their job has to become someone else's job so that meant 10 other people's jobs were then piled on top of me um just about all of my department had been cleared out and um, my boss at the time was going on maternity leave so i literally was like the lone ranger (laughs) in my department And that was stressful. Um, And even in the days when the work wasn't stressful, it was stressful to come into an environment that just sucked. I'm gonna be honest, it just sucked. 
people's heads was hanging down. Nobody was talking to each other. And I think for maybe a month, I didn't talk to anybody. I just walked in, did my job, and then walked back out. And that's not me. Y'all know, like I've said before, I am the person that will walk in, talk to everybody, barely do the job, (laughs) and then go sit at my desk, finish it within the last hour, and then leave. So it just really was not me. But I just figured, if I'm this miserable like this, and this was another turning point when my side hustle work became a priority over my nine to five work. And I don't mean in a, you know how everybody sneaks off and does what they need to do at their desk. Sometimes you're applying for new jobs. Sometimes you're doing your bills. Sometimes you're checking up on your side hustle. Like that's, that's when priorities are competing but when I say like my 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 business became priority over my corporate job I was leaving my lunch on my lunch break to go catch meetings I would um, have to call out some days in order to meet with clients um, or potential clients I would have to sneak and do phone calls offline or in the middle like middle or end of the day to make sure a client was happy like I realized like I was about to put my job in jeopardy based on the things that I had to do for my business. So with all of that said, I said, you know, let's just let's let me try it. And at that point, I was so frustrated with my job that the fear kind of just left. Um, I had this excuse my language. I had just had this fuck it attitude at that point. I was like, fuck it. If I can do it, I can do it. And I can go back to work if I need to go back to work. And I think everybody who does, you know, take this journey gets to that point. It just it's just a matter of what gets you there, what personally gets you there. And while I never found like the stories I was looking for in order to see what other entrepreneurs did, like I realized you it's it's your journey. Like they can give you some tips and tricks which I'm doing today, but at the end of the day, like you you really you have the thing, You there's something out there that's going to make you do it. And I, nobody can tell you what that is going to be. Like, you just have to experience it on your own. So I turned in my resignation letter. Um, by the grace of God, because they had just gone through this massive layover, layoff, um, they needed my help. Insert contract here. And so that gave me the upper hand and I was able to contract for my old boss or my old employer on the hours that I I wanted to work. Um, Of course, healthcare wasn't included, um, but I had an hourly rate that was basically the same as my salary. Um, I got to tell them when I wanted to come in. I had the scope of work, so I just had to make sure that got done. And that was honestly supposed to be for three months. And then it ended up being for maybe six six months, something like that, six or seven months. And when I say that was like probably the best thing that could have happened, it was great because it was a it was like a transition. So as time went on, my hours decreased there because I was needed less and um, someone was filling in my role and all that other good stuff. But it was slowly getting me to the place where like, okay, this check is decreasing, so let me add a client. 
okay, next month, this check is getting even smaller, so let me add another client. So I had time to build up that clientele to the point where I needed to be so that I could sustain myself. And there's always the risk of losing a client or you know losing a sale or a, a, a contract not coming through. That's always a risk. But um, that contract that I had with my old employer was definitely a help in getting me off the first couple of months in this year that I had. So at that point, the seven months is over and I'm in this thing for myself full time. And whew, there's been some crazy things. I, I also waited to do this because um, the last couple of days have been really, really, really hard. And today was a really, really good day. And I'll tell you at the end of the podcast why today was a really good day. Um, but that leads me to what my biggest challenge was in this whole entire thing, which was mental health. Um, I have cried more in this last year than I probably have ever cried in my life. And yes, that is including me as an infant. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just keeping it real. Um, I have been depressed at times throughout this journey and I can't say it's, strictly because of the business. Like I definitely have life issues going on. Um, and that's a whole nother topic that we probably won't talk about on this podcast. But as far as the business goes, um, I always say entrepreneurs have this really high highs and really low lows. And you can have three highs in a day and three lows in the same exact day. So in the morning, you could wake up to a signed contract, like the biggest contract of your life. And then by 11 a.m., you'll lose a client. And then by 1 p.m., you will get a paycheck from a client that hasn't paid you in the last 30 days, so now you're feeling good about yourself. Now you're real, you're, you're, you're real smelling your stuff, right? And then um, the next moment is a client sends something back and says that they don't like it, so now you feel bad about that. And it's hard to com- um, compartmentalize some of these things. And this is why I say like you can't rag on people who have a corporate job because when you have a corporate job, yes, obviously things are stressful. Burnout is real. I'm not downplaying that at all. But imagine you are the talent. So you're doing the work. You are the accountant. You are the CEO. You are the HR team. You are every single thing. So if you don't get an assignment done, it's not just you didn't get an assignment done and your boss is mad at you. Your client is mad at you. You're putting your your income at risk. So now accounting is mad at you. Um, you didn't uh, maybe tell the person that you're hired about something. So now your coworkers is mad and it's all you. It's all you because you are the boss, you are the CEO, you run this business, especially when you're running it by yourself. And it's hard to compartmentalize all of that um, and remain sane. Even a person in their right mind would have a hard time with this. So um, that's a big reason as to why I was not able to lose my weight. Like it just was really, really hard trying to make this thing work and staying in the right frame of mind. So 
getting a therapist was a real thing for me and I've done that throughout this last year. Now, because I don't have healthcare, it's been really hard to keep up with the cost and I don't get to see this the therapist as frequently as I need to, but I know that in times where I have gone, it has been a huge, 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 huge help. So um, I often tell people, if you are struggling with simple tasks like discipline, um, time management, responding to things, sometimes it's not a masterclass in discipline that you need. It's a therapy session that you need. And I'll quickly explain to you that like, I found that I would not follow through with certain tasks out of just straight fear, straight fear, irrational fear. Um, and I would have to go see my therapist and we, we came up with some tactics on how I could accomplish these things and get over that fear. Um, and it took a lot of work in order to get to that place. And I can't say that it's easy, but I'm just giving you all an example of a struggle that you probably will go through. And um, therapy is probably something that all entrepreneurs need. There, There is a such thing as um, entrepreneurs depression or business owners depression. So Take that into consideration if you are going to do this thing or if you are in the middle of your entrepreneurship journey, okay? So that was my biggest challenge and that was the only one that I put there because I feel like everything else that I have on my list is really like a learning lesson and um, I think when you position things as learning lessons instead of failures or things that you could have done differently, it helps you to take the lesson and then make a change. Um, I also don't believe in regrets. I also don't believe in um, doing things, necessarily saying I would do things differently because it led me to where I am now. And sometimes those mistakes are perfectly placed so that way you could be exactly where you are in this moment. So let 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 me get off my motivational crap right now and let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about money for a second. Excuse the disrespectful car in the background. Okay. Um, All right, money, income. This, um, I guess, would be my learning lessons slash um, things that I would tell you to do differently, okay? Um, I am doing differently at this point, or I have learned my lesson. Um. Invoices and payments, man, oh man, oh man, whew, the hardest part for me was December 2018 when everybody was doing their Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, and guess what they decided to do? Wait to pay me until after the fact. Okay, now it's a thing where you will always be waiting on payments like invoices stay out there in the open for a while. Like for some reason, they don't think you as urgent as Target, not Target. What am I saying? They don't think you as urgent as the car bill, uh, the mortgage, all the other stuff. And that makes sense. And a lot of times entrepreneurs are waiting for their paycheck so they can't pay you until they get their paycheck. So. Invoicing is something that you have to truly, truly be disciplined in. And um, I would send mine at the end of the month, 
but I recently had to change it to where I made put my invoices out on the 15th so while the monthly isn't over um they still they had to the end of the month instead of me sending it at the end of the month and needing to pay my bills on the first and now I have to wait even longer does that make them pay on time any faster no but at least they get the notice a little bit earlier and I'm not waiting as long excuse me because they have that invoice um, I hope that makes sense. So if I, my suggestion to everybody is make sure that your invoices out go out on a certain day of the month. Um, they have a due date on them. Um, someone had recently said to me, you know, maybe there's a discount for paying on time or paying in full by a certain date. I like that idea. Um, I would more so say that would be for a product-based business and not a service-based business. I need all my coins, um, and I'm I'm meh, I'm not really into discounts. But there's plenty of tips and tricks out there on how to get clients to um, take you ser- take your invoices seriously and pay you. Um, I've also started making my clients pay half up front. So maybe we're gonna do a three month contract, pay half, and then your next two months that. Um, that will take money off of your monthly fee because you've already paid it in full up front. Um, and that also takes a load off of me and I don't have to worry about chasing them around for the next three months for that payment. So those are some things that I've done recently with my invoices to make sure that I'm getting paid, but it's still a struggle and I just wanna put that out there. Like chasing clients for your money is a real thing. One of the best things that a friend had offered me was to be my bill collector or my, yeah, my collection agent. And she was like, do you want me to make phone calls? And I thought that just was the coolest thing. And I haven't gotten to that point. But um, if you have a friend who was, who was about it, please, by all means, make them your collection agency. Another great tip is to make a email address called billing at whatever your domain is.com. And you can use that email address to send out your invoices, to send out demand letters, to send out late notices, to send out um, information about late fees. So that way it, it takes the face off of the request and it makes it a little bit easier for you to send it so that way, especially if you're somebody who's like, I don't want my client to be mad at me, da 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 da, da. but you gotta be strong and you gotta uphold what you need to do in the moment, send it from billing at whatever your domain name is dot com to make that a little bit easier to request your funds, get your coins, secure your bag, right? Also with income, um, let me be honest, keeping good credit is hard. If they're not paying you on time, that means that you're most likely not paying your bills on time. I know I'm not paying all of my bills on time, um, but I'm in a unique position where I've heard other entrepreneurs say this and I totally get it. Um, we're not worried about debt because we are betting on ourselves and um, it's more important to have a savings account than it is to necessarily pay off your debts because you are working on building this business. This bu- this business is going to pay off your debt at some point. Now, you have your own money story. 
I'm just telling you how I feel and how I see things and how I deal with it. But please work with a professional when it comes to your money so you guys can come up with a plan that suits you. I'm telling you what suits me in the moment. Um, So sometimes, um, you know, things don't get paid. And that's for me at the moment, that is okay. Um, Do I fall behind? Yes. Do I get into collections? No, which is a great thing. But I'm just keeping it real. If you're in this, especially in the first couple of years, don't get mad if your 800 credit score drops down a little bit because you ain't pay your bills on time. It's just a reality. And if you get comfortable with it, it's not going to sting and it's not going to hurt as bad, right? Um, other things that I've learned, price your product correctly. And I'm only going to say this because I found that I was not charging enough and therefore I needed to have a bunch of people on the roster in order to make ends meet. But that also meant that I was overworked, still am, overworked, um, overwhelmed, and then I get into this mindset of, well, she only paid me this anyway, so I'm just not going to do this today. That's not cool. I know that that's not cool. And you start to justify why you are missing deadlines, and you start to justify why you aren't completing things or why you're half-assing stuff. Because you're not getting paid what you deserve. And and that makes sense. You what, Who wants to work for pennies, right? But it all starts with not pricing yourself out correctly. The more that contract is worth, the more you're going to work for it, the more you're going to do what needs to be done, and the more effort you're going to put into it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So don't be scared to ask for, for what you want. Um and I'm about to be cliche, whatever your worth is plus the tax, Instagram meme right here. Anyway, (laughs) um, no, seriously, make sure you're getting paid. Um, I am currently working on, should I tell y'all this? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. So as I secure clients that are paying more, I have a system of, mm, I don't want to say cease and desist, Um, dropping off the clients that are not paying me a lot. Um, I will offer them the opportunity to accept the price increase um, if they want to, but the goal is to not have to work for pennies on certain things anymore. So... That is my strategy. Um, my prices did go up and um, I had to raise a couple people up, but at some point the price is going to be astronomical compared to what some people on the lower end are paying me. And it probably just won't, will no longer be a good fit for me and that client to work together. So um, there are strategies to getting to where you need to be. And that is, that's my strategy and how I'm, I'm working on my payments and all that other good stuff. Um, also I'm going after bigger clients. I want corporate money. I decided that I want corporate money. Um, I want grant money. I want to work with clients who have secured grant funding because the money's there. The money's there. It's just all about fulfilling the scope or, or doing the scope of work. So that is where my mindset is 
for the next year is is landing the corporate dollars. I want to be able to say I'm working with four people. I'm making my money plus some because it's a great fee per project, if that makes sense. Um, And then keeping track of your expenses. Like I just knew that every time money was in my hand, it was not really mine. It had to go to something else. And I could have been better with that, but just know like since the money is not consistent, it's not every two weeks or every month, however you, you get paid in your corporate job, you have to understand that that money ha- it has already been spoken for because it's inconsistent. So what bill is next? Put that money towards that next bill, right? Work with a bookkeeper, work with an accountant, set aside money for the taxes because the IRS is coming for you, okay? I don't know any entrepreneur that likes the IRS. I know I don't. We not friends. We haven't been friends. We weren't friends when I was working a corporate job, okay? Um, I can't claim Macy, so me and the IRS is fighting. And I, I refuse to have a child right now. So unfortunately, me and the IRS is going to be fighting for a while. But anywho, that's a whole nother discussion. Okay. Top learning lessons unrelated to income. Creating boundaries. Oh my God. Child, creating boundaries. Because I had I was used to working after hours. So clients were used to texting me after hours. And sometimes that's okay, especially when it's urgent. I just text the client tonight because Instagram made me change a password. And not that I want the client to respond to me tonight. I just want to make sure that they got the message that the password has changed um, in a timely timely manner so that way they didn't wake up in the morning, scroll Instagram, and they can't get in their account, right? That makes sense. But sometimes I would have clients texting me at 11 o'clock at night pictures that they want posted on Instagram. Bruh, no, dog. We, we don't do that over here. So I started putting my phone on auto- um, what's this called? Do not disturb. From 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. every single night, my phone is on automatic do not disturb. The only person, only people that can come through that do not disturb are um, people who are set as a favorite in my phone. The phone will only ring or ding if it is one of those people. So, um, and that was for me. So if they do text me or if they do email me or if they do call me, I don't get stressed out by seeing it. I will get to it in the morning when I wake up or when I decide to start working, right? Um, I also had to learn free comes at a cost. Um, free can be good when you are looking to build a portfolio. Free can be good when you're looking for exposure. But um, free does come at a cost. It eats up a chunk of time where you could have been making money. So I have stopped accepting a lot of things or a lot of offers for free. And that that does not just mean doing free work. Um, I look at meetings that people want to have and I don't go or I ask for a phone call or sometimes I'll be honest sometimes I just don't respond Eh, it is what it is I'll be honest with y'all um because it's just not it doesn't make sense um and that also goes to phone calls with clients if you miss our time to talk 
let's reschedule. But I can't just fit you in anywhere sometimes because that's time set aside to work on something else. And obviously you have to bend the rules. You have to be flexible, especially for those clients that mean a lot and they pay you some good money. So by any, I'm not saying by any means necessary that you have to treat people mean. You do not. But um, setting boundaries with those clients, like if you're not on time, I'm sorry, but I also have meetings to go to. Um, if you keep meeting, missing the meetings, I'm sorry, I cannot turn around and come back to you and come to that meeting. I also have work to do. Um, you know, so just setting those boundaries. If you want me to come help out at an event, I can't do it. I have things to do as well. So every time someone deducts from the bucket for free, that means you have to pay for it in some other way, shape, or form. Uh, one great way that I have gotten around this as well is if someone asks me advice or if someone um, asks me to do something and I really, really, really want to help, this is not for them. This is more so for me to put myself in check. I will create an invoice for the amount of time that was spent and write it off as a credit to the person. And then I look and I'm like, oh shit, this month I have given away this much money in time or this much money in free. This cannot happen anymore, right? So that's a big thing that I've been struggling with all year long. Um, also, discipline is an art form in entrepreneurship. It is an art form. You have to be so diligent, and because you don't have anybody watching over you but God himself, <laughs> you have to be really diligent and understand that you need to put yourself on a schedule. You need to have deadlines for yourself. Um, that includes um, not setting yourself on time time limits that are too short, give yourself enough time to do things, um, putting the phone away and not looking at it, uh, not turning on the TV, like <clears throat> discipline is so, so, so important. Um, and this is how I knew like I needed to get diligent on my discipline. I would miss deadlines or be late on things to the point where I would have to either give somebody that thing that I had was working on for free or discount them. And then just like I was saying, like in my invoices, when I was looking at the stuff that I gave away for free, when I look at that, all the discounts that I had to give, oh my gosh, it hurt my heart. Woo, hurt my heart. And then clear, transparent moment. I've lost clients because of this. And I've noticed like I would be extremely overwhelmed and not plan out my day the way that I need to or plan out my projects the way that I need to. And um, that would result in me not getting the work done and then time goes by and then they're no longer a client. It happens. It happened to me. Um, so I just say with all of that, be disciplined. Some of the tools that I really, really do love now, um, one is Asana. It is a project management system. It tells, as long as you lay it out, exactly what needs to be done, um, break it up by client or project, put all of your tasks in there with a due date. Um, you'll get the alerts on your phone so that way you know if you have a team, you can communicate so you don't need to have Asana and Slack um, you can put it all in Asana. So that is one thing. Um, my invoicing system I use is and.co. 
it allows you to track your time and then set an hourly rate to it so that way you can create an invoice based on your hourly rate as well um, and you can put your projects and your task in there um, I should mention too that and.co is also my contracting and proposal system and I love it because it allows me to write um, oh have clients sign electronically so now we don't have any delays and signing printing out scanning all that other extra stuff and it does accept credit cards and it also accepts PayPal so that's why I really love it um, and no they did not sponsor this I wish they did it used to be free but now you have to pay a little bit of a fee so anyway um, those those are my favorite time management or I should say discipline things um, also, I do not turn my TV on in the morning anymore. I turn on a podcast. I do need something going on in the background. And I find that a podcast is not only informative, but um, gives me that background noise that I need in the morning. Um, I've also started getting, I always got up early, but now my get up early is a little bit different. It turns out to be more so time to myself as opposed to just getting up and, and just working. So I will, you know, spend time with me, see, play with me, see, walk me, see, um, make breakfast, get dressed, hang out, all that other stuff. Um, so that's typically what I do in the mornings um, and then I have to get to work like clockwork all right nine o'clock it's time to work one thing that I need to be better with when it comes to time management or discipline is turning myself off at five or six o'clock that continues to be a struggle but first year full-time I'm gonna have 18 hour days it, it is what it is it's just it's just something that you yeah you gotta do in the beginning right by the way, did you know that businesses fail, like 20% of businesses fail in the first year? So I feel like I, I like pat on the back just because I made it the first year. <laughs> um, full time, I should say. So anyway, I was tuning my own horn. Okay. So for this last part, um, the accomplishments and other recommendations that I have, um, one thing that happened that I'm like super duper excited about was that I became a certified minority-owned woman-owned business this year. And I had to do that in order to secure a contract for a client. It was, it was my biggest contract to date, but then I beat that out three days ago. So um, what was my biggest client is no longer my biggest, biggest client. And that is something that I love to, to achieve and be like, Oh, with each client, it just it makes my heart sing when I'm able to say things like that or do things like that. Um, and I'm really excited to start working with this client. But anyway, the previous client, I had to become a certified minority owned business. And if you are a minority owned business or woman owned business or even a um, disabled um, owned business, there's money out there for you. Um, I know in the city of Philadelphia, there's grants out there that require businesses to work with contractors that are minority owned businesses. Um, sometimes they have a certain percentage of work that has to go to minority owned businesses. So if you can get that certification, you are doing yourself a favor and setting yourself up, especially because most people do not take the time to get there. I thought it was super duper uber expensive for some reason. Um, my certification process cost me $200. Um, so please do that. Um, also with that, one thing I need to tell you all too is 
always keep your documents in order. I have everything now saved in my Google Drive and it's just a folder that says business docs. Um, it has my profit and loss statement, my most recent profit and loss statement. It has my LLC paperwork. It has my EIN number, a W-9 in there. Um, it has my one-year business plan in there. All of these documents are things that I was asked to provide to get that certification. And then most recently, I was asked for that documentation when I applied for a grant. So always have these things on hand. And and because when I went through that process, I didn't have everything on hand. I'm going to be honest with you. And it was so hard to get all of that in order all at the last second to the point where I felt like I was about to miss the deadline, like had a full-blown anxiety attack, cried all night because I didn't think it was going to happen um, because I failed to put all of that stuff together. I had an extremely limited period of time in order for me to catch this contract um, and get my certification. So that would be another recommendation to you all. Don't don't be like me and wait till the last minute. Um, another thing... Um, I set my schedule, so my office hours I have, they are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every single Monday through Friday. Um, I still don't always get to be off on the weekends, but it's more likely that I can spend a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning doing what I want to do because I've set my office hours. So I was extremely proud about that when when it was the first weekend I did not work and did not feel bad about not working. And I felt like that was a huge accomplishment because over the past five, seven years to seven years, I have been hustling so hard that every morning before work, every night after work, and every single weekend I was working and it just was like I made it to the moment where I could actually just sit and chill on a friggin' Saturday. That, I listen, that moment, I, I wouldn't give that up for the world. So I was really excited about that. Um, other things that I did well, keeping communication open, um, which led to more referrals and um, strategic communications, but also just making sure that I kept in the loop with people that I felt um, I wanted to 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 stay in touch with, and not just because I wanted business from them, but I just really want to know what they're doing and see the cool things that are happening and get to know them a little bit more and make sure that I give back. And um, I did include that this year too. So I know that I could not have given a lot, but I remember one person was like, I just want everyone to donate a dollar to my business. I gave a dollar. I had a friend that was raising money to go to a conference. I gave money for her to go to a conference. Some days when I had a little bit of extra cash, I said, okay, which minority-owned business can I buy a t-shirt from today? Or can I um, get some food from today? Just because I know the struggle. And so I wanted to make sure that I was able to do that for other people this last year as well. So I'm extremely proud that I was able to give back in little ways but still in some some way, shape, or form. Um, but keeping the communication open so that way I wasn't missing those important moments for other friends or business owners or people that I wanted to get to know. And again, even if they never became a client, it sometimes almost always turned into an email or a phone call like, hey, I have a friend that needs this, talk to them. Or, hey, my friend, da-da-da-da. Or I met somebody that needs your services and then I was able to turn that around and make that person a client or a small project or something to turn into some income in the future. 
I, for the first time, created a one-year business plan. So I had an overall goal business plan, but my friend Eugene, um, she's over at Money and Flow. Please listen to our podcast when you get a chance. She not only helped me with my course, but she helped me put together a one-year business plan, which was extremely helpful in projecting how much income I wanted for the next year and kept me on target. And I am on target to hit that goal by the end of the year. So I'm extremely, extremely um, proud about that. And I have gone back to that one year business plan plenty of times just to reference and see where I could be doing better or to measure myself, which is another recommendation. Put mile markers on yourself. So what do you need to be do- have done in three, six, nine, 12 months? What do you need to have done in the next 30 days? Just so that way you have a bar to set. And you're not just a boat just sitting and floating in water. Like you actually have places to go <laughs> and docks to, 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 what do you call that? Places to dock the boat, right? Um, so don't just sit there doing nothing or look, you look up and the time has passed and you've, all you've done is just the work that you have. You haven't looked up and got secured more business. You haven't looked up and secured more money. You haven't looked up and, you know, hit all these other milestones. You're just letting the day run you instead of you running the day. Okay. So make sure you put mile markers on yourself and use your one year business plan to go back and make sure that you're hitting those marks. Another cool thing, I hit my first $1,000 in the first five days of the year, something like that. I've never made $1,000 in five days, well, I guess in corporate, but like, you know what I mean, Um, on my own money. So I was super duper excited about that. Like, here we go. Like, this is a real thing, okay? Um, Other cool thing, I had a event that I produced for a client. I did social media for the event. I did not produce the event. Let me clear that up. I did social for the event, and we were trending, like, number one on Twitter. And that was another great proud moment. And now I feel like for this event, every single year, I have to trend on Twitter. So for the big grand finale of my biggest accomplishments of 20, no, not 20. Well, we're in 2019, but I'm saying like my year, my first year in business, um, I secured my very first business grant. Yay! And the crazy part is, I found out on the eve of my one year, I quit my job anniversary. Um, I keep interchanging it. This is not my first year in business. This is my one year quit my job anniversary. So my one year, my one full year of me operating my business full time. And so I got the call to not today. I got the call yesterday that I officially got the grant. So we are going to see some money. I'm rubbing my hands together like uh, there's some money coming over here. I'm so excited about this. Um, So I encourage you, if you can go ahead and apply for a grant, please do so. Um, Why not? If they say no, okay, and you're in the same place you were. If they say yes, you get a couple grand. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, this year has been pretty good. Um, a lot of hard times. Um, I did get to travel, which was great. And I'm, I always tell people, you know, this thing, especially for the first couple of years, it's hard. 
I wouldn't say that there's some, I wouldn't say that there's these benefits that uh, make you want to quit your job tomorrow. I, For people who are like, I can't work with a boss. Bruh, please go back to the drawing board. This ain't for you. Because that, <laughs> guess what? You have many bosses when you work with clients. I don't, I don't have one boss. I have several roles. Um, secondly, you know, you have to be extremely disciplined. So if you need a boss, go get a boss. It is absolutely fine. But the one big benefit that I find that I have is that I just get to travel on the cheapest day of the years because I don't have to put in a PTO. I tell people that I'm like, the biggest benefit out of this business right now is that I can pay to travel cheap because I don't have to put in a time request off and I don't have to wait for a holiday weekend where it costs a million dollars to get on a plane. Um, I can go to Mexico on a random Tuesday and spend $300 for the full trip and then a dollar on my dinner on the Tuesday, on that Tuesday night when I land, right? And Which is what I did for my birthday. So you don't, while I don't have the full-blown benefits and cash flowing out of my ears and, you know, living this yacht life and the best CEO life I could ever dream of, I don't have that just yet. But the benefits are slowly but surely coming. Um, and my freedom is definitely up there on the list, even though I don't have as much freedom as I thought I would have. And I think the biggest piece of advice that has been, first of all, wait, before I get to that, let me just say this. Support is a real thing. And I don't come from money, so I don't have family members that can um, loan me $10,000 or you know, pay off my rent for me every single month. But I do have family that can let me borrow $50 if I need to borrow $50. I do have family that will make sure that I am fed if I need food. I do have family who will check on me and call to make sure that I am okay. And um, I do have friends that will do the same thing. So I have been able to get by on those people who have checked in on me and said, hey, how are you doing? Um, Friends who have randomly stopped by and dropped off tea when I didn't feel well. Um, A friend who was like, you know what? You just got a new printer. Let me buy you paper. That, like, so valuable and means the world to me. And I always see people like, well, my friends is not buying and I started this business. Sometimes your, your friends are not your audience, but if your friend is willing to buy you the paper for your printer that you needed, that is a real ass friend. And take it for what it is. Um, Like I said, I had a friend who was going to be my collections agent. I have a friends who have a friends. I have friends who will email me things like, do you want to go to this class? Or um, what do you think about this? I heard about that. Like the support is real. So, and I have a partner who is extremely, extremely supportive. And that is the last I will say about my relationship status. Um, But yeah. So things are good in that area, and I want you guys to remember that support comes in many, many, many different forms. It doesn't always come from, it doesn't always come with a purchase or um, money. Okay, so my last bit of advice, and this is my longest podcast ever, but I figured it would be. The one piece of advice that has really gotten me through this is to make room. You have to make room. 
So what do I mean by this? You are, and I'm just, I'm just saying this out there, that you may not necessarily be going through this, but if you are holding on to something, <clears throat> let's say the client that doesn't pay you enough and you're scared to get rid of that money, guess what? You're not making room for the next blessing. You're not making room for the next client that you need because all your energy is going over there. Every time that I have stepped out of the way and made room, I promise you, and whether that was me intentionally making the room or um, someone else making the room for me, aka like when my uh, contract ended with my employer, um, something else came along, right? When I lost the contract um, with the client and I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to do this? This was a really good client, blah, 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 blah. Um, I made room and secured two more clients that were even bigger than that contract that I had. Um, Every time I decided I was going to let something go, I promise you, something better always showed up. So if you are scared to take the next step because you're holding on to something, I'm telling you right now, just holding on to the, the motivation that if you make the room to receive whatever it is you're supposed to receive, you will make it through this entrepreneurship, small business ownership journey. And I've told that to every single person that has said they wanted to do this or are doing it and they're just not sure about how they're going to go about doing this. I even said to a friend today, I was like, look, I was in the shower thinking about you, girl. You keep talking about this person and how you can't stand it. Da, 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 da. I almost feel like the energy that you're even using to just talk about this person is is enough. Stop the madness, make room for the next person and watch that come through. And in that same conversation, I told her, I was like, because um, she had really revealed to me that she had um, gotten a new client. I was like, that's so funny because I was just talking about you and how you need to let XXX go. And now she can let she can let XXX go, okay? So if you're thinking about this and you're scared, whatever, whatever, just even if you're not trying to be an entrepreneur, just the one thing that I have lived by for the last year is you make room for the next blessing. So I um yeah. I spent my eve doing some cool things and um I don't know what the next year is going to look like, but I will tell you when I know and when it's complete and we're in this thing for year two. Hey, life will be good. Um, and by the way, thanks for a thousand downloads. I appreciate y'all. Um, and I will see you all on the next episode of Referrals and Rants. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Referrals and Rants. Remember, if you found this of value, please share with one or two friends that could use the information. If you have ideas about future episodes or you have questions, feel free to send them over to referralsandrants at gmail.com and follow me, your host, Antoinette Minor, on all social media platforms at Antoinette K Minor or, sorry, on Twitter at Antoinette-TYP. Something like that. 
you know where to find me, AntoinetteMinor.com. And I look forward to having you on another episode of Referrals and Rants.